This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and today we're talking about reality TV, specifically the new Bachelorette. The first season of the Bachelor spinoff was back in 2003, and it's still going strong. It featured Trista Wren, remember her? She was the runner-up date from the first season of The Bachelor, and she is still married. Of course, she is in the minority there. Only two other bachelorettes in the 13 seasons actually married their chosen men, Ashley and Desiree. Now, the one constant for the 13 seasons of this show, not to mention the 22 seasons of The Bachelor, well, it's host Chris Harrison. I have been interviewing Chris about this show since day one, and the upcoming season was no exception. Let's see what I can drag out of you. Bring it, George. Any guys kicked off this season? No. Really? I don't know. What do you mean? (laughs) They're all told to leave. I I can tell you this. 27 of them will be kicked off eventually. (laughs) There will be one. There's 28 men. Um, Is anyone unexpectedly kicked off by not the Bachelorette? Um, The Bachelorette will... Here's the thing about Becca. She handles her own. She takes care of her own business. There were some times I thought, I got this. This is what I do. And she's like... I got this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all right, you go, girl. So okay. um, the answer to your question is yes, but no, because Becca does it herself. Okay. She likes to handle her own business. That means I like her already. Yeah, no, people, you know, here's the thing, and you know this, you know, from the prior show, you get like a snapshot of who they are. But once they are the Bachelorette, then you get to see all of them. And sometimes that's not such a good thing. Um, but with Becca, you only root for her more. You only love her more and appreciate her. Um, and you get to see so, you know, so many different sides of her. And she's great. And you can't help but root for her. Is there anyone among the 28 men who you would consider now to have been unbalanced? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what a Kelowna sewer is. <laughs> I don't know what goes through someone's mind when you decide to put on a chicken suit and then go on network TV. So I don't know if you could call them balanced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what about, did anyone come in and then we discover that perhaps they already had a girlfriend? Um, well, I think this season it's more of who their last girlfriend was. Mm. There's, there's one gentleman in particular, and who their last girlfriend was is something that Becca finds very interesting and has to deal with. Okay, that's good. I like hearing that. Okay, so I, I wrote down, was there anyone who walked in there sure that he was going to be the chosen one? I, I, maybe they felt that way in the limo, but as soon as you walk in, I don't care how confident you are and you know how much testosterone you have flowing through your veins, when you walk in a room and you see 27 other like really good-looking, athletic, buff, hairless men, um, <laughs> I don't know why they all don't have hair, but they just don't now. I don't know what happened, if it's genetic. <laughs> What is that, George? I don't know. What is that? Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. It's, it's, it's tough. It's intimidating. I don't care who you are. You, you, you get sized up and you realize this is going to be tough. Okay. I'll buy that. There are five people connected to the athletic world, either yeah. as former athletes or trainers, someone. Uh, is this just an excuse for them to be shirtless? Maybe, yeah. It's, uh, maybe that's it. Uh, I don't know what drew them maybe to Becca or this season, but we do. We have... And a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm an an athlete. And we're like, what? I mean, I played in college, too. I don't go around telling people I was an athlete. Um, But, I mean, this guy, Clay, plays in the NFL. He's legit. Um, And and, uh, Colton also played 
pro ball. We have a Harlem Globetrotter, a guy that played in the College World Series twice. I mean, these are like really good athletes. Uh, but then we have this uh, to the other range, you know, one of the most successful men in Silicon Valley. We have some, you know, this guy that owns a grocery store. So it really does run the spectrum of who these guys are. Their age will also be interesting. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are younger than Becca. And it, it, is that something she wants in, in a mate? So I look through the 28 pictures very quickly, and I say it's either this person or this person who's the male model, and I was right. Jordan. So is Jordan posing the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Jordan? Jordan's not only a, a model, he is a model. Like, it's 24-7 model. Um, you get a lot of blue steel, get a lot of different looks. He's got, he's got game. <laughs> and then he will also tell you about being a model. And apparently, George, that's not an easy life. No, it's very difficult. That you don't understand. You don't understand the depths of what it takes you, to be a model. You, I, have I know you used to do it back in the day, back in your lingerie mm -hmm. days, um, back when you were hairless. And, I still uh, am. <laughs> it just never grew in. <laughs> Jordan is a, uh, he's a model. He wears it. Okay. A friend of mine who is a male model for 25 years said that it really is a Zoolander life, and it's just that that you do. Yeah. Do you have a look? I don't. Have to. Okay. I have the same <laughs> stupid look I've had for 16 years. You had a good time this season. You liked yeah. her. You liked her strength. You've known me for a long time, and you know that there are, <laughs> there are seasons when I haven't had the best time. I won't name names, um, but it's fun when the crew and everybody wakes up every day and they love who we're working with. Because it really, it, it kind of trickles down. And if it's, if it's a if it's a beating and it's tough, um, then it's every day gets tough. But when, when you have someone who's so grateful and happy to be there and appreciative of everything that's going on around her, as Becca was, everybody just wants it to go well. And everybody works extra hard, and you have a little pep in your step, and, and you just want it to work out. And so if I, I figure if you know, I'm the most jaded human being in the world at this point, if I'm excited <laughs> and I want it to work, okay. right? All right, I like that. Then I think Bachelor Nation's so going to love it. As tough as she is, are we going to see a lot of tears from her? Yeah, the good, you know, and this is one of the things I, I think that, you know, I, I, maybe it, and it's this day and age too where you feel like, you know, as far as a woman, it's like you have to be strong and you have to be independent and you have to be all these things and you can't now show your vulnerability and you can't show emotion like you're not supposed to anymore. But the great thing, and I think what embodies a real strong woman like Becca is that she's so strong that she feels comfortable showing that side. And that's where I think her strength lies, is that she is so open and honest and that you have this front row seat with her that you know what she's feeling and you know when she's angry and you know when she's happy, you know when she's sad and you know when she's joking. She's a little bit of a nerd and she's kind of got this goofy, quirky personality and she kind of embraces that and I love that about her. I love that you also brought Fred Willard back into the Bachelor Nation franchise. Fred Willard, who I worked with, we did, you know, obviously that kind of best in show dog thing with Ari. And I had one of the best days of my professional career. I mean, Fred Willard's a genius. And so we had an opportunity. There's a, uh, a, a dodgeball date, and we needed somebody. And I immediately said, can we get Fred Willard back? And let's make this a thing. And he, I don't know why, but he said yes. And I got to spend another day with Fred Willard. Totally selfish, totally about me. I just wanted to work with Fred Willard again. And sitting next to him and just, he is so quick and so smart. It's Awesome. And then I also worked Keyshawn Johnson, uh, was color commentary for the football date. Um, and so I'm just kind of calling people I want to work with. Do these athletes on the show understand your sports background? Because they really can't fake it with you. Well, that's it. They don't. It's, it's funny that my own crew didn't really realize until I start doing it. And they, they start trying to give me hints about what to do. And I kind of do my thing. And they're like, oh, like, 
you should do sports. And I said, <laughs> I did for like 12 years. That was my life. And they're like, oh, really? I Google me sometimes. Um, and so it's just funny. I, I kind of like getting back into that, whether it's dodgeball or the football date or hoops or whatever it is. It's kind of fun. You scratch that itch every now and then, and, and you get back into your old uh, newscasting days. All right, so this is more of a generic question. I'm going to let you lead the way here. But mm -hmm. is there anything that I need to be looking for early on that makes my eye go a certain way as we maneuver our way through this season? I think an overlying theme, and I think everyone probably thinks about this, is Ari. Um, but it's not going to be Ari in, in what you think. It's not that she's not over him. She is well beyond Ari. But it's the lessons learned and, and maybe that fear of having the rug pulled out from under her, but also the worry that she will treat the guys the way she was treated and maybe let on and telling more than one person she loves him. But then you get to a point when you realize, oh my gosh, I have feelings for more than one person. And she maybe has a little more sympathy and a little more respect for not what Ari did, but what he ended up, you know, how he ended up in that position. And so I think she has that sympathy now and realizes if you do your job as the bachelorette, that means you're narrowing it down to great guys that you're going to have feelings for. And so that, if, if there is a thing to look out for, it is Becca coming to the same crossroads that Ari did, and how will she handle that? I like that. All right, last question, which you can't even answer, but you ask anyway. Yeah. Do we get anything near a fairy tale ending? And that, that, look, that's the hope for Becca. And, and it is, <laughs> because she's America's sweetheart, and you're going to like her. You know, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, it's not, I don't really care if you love, hate, whatever. I want you to have an opinion. That's what drives our show, and you, you have this opinion of, of anger or hope or whatever it is with Becca it's going to be love and admiration you want you're going to root for her she's the home team and I am the same way I root for her and, it, and I will say this she is teed up to have that hap, happy fairy tale ending hopefully she will finish the job and, and, and there there is again that crossroads of will she be able to pull it off but in your answer I'm hearing we're going to be we're going to be sitting at home screaming kick him off Right? No, you're going to be sitting at home screaming, oh, my God, what's she going to do? Oh, okay. What is she going to do? All right, we've heard from Chris. Now let's hear from Bachelorette Becca. As Chris alluded to, she did have her heart broken by the last Bachelor, Ari Leyendyke. He proposed to Becca, and then he changed his mind. Well, she has obviously moved on, and she is thrilled to be the one in the driver's seat this time out. So I'm talking to Chris Harrison, and he says you have a mind of your own because I <laughs> wanted to know different things that might be happening. And one of my mm -hmm. questions to him was, does anybody get unexpectedly kicked out of the house that you had to do? And he said, oh, Becca took over. <laughs> so what is it you did to one of these guys? I'm not going to give specifics, um, but yeah, I... I mean, once I make a decision, I stand by it, and I'm decisive. And so, yeah, there were a couple times where I had to uh, make some decisions, and it might have been to send some guys home early. Did you know immediately upon meeting these men that a few of them are already on the chopping block? No, I mean, fresh out of the limo, I had no idea who I was going to keep around. It wasn't really until getting into the conversations and feeling out the vibes that's when I started to see, okay, who, who can I see this with who maybe isn't a fit for me? I asked some people on social media if they had any questions for you. Mm -hmm. So one of the guys that asked a question was, how do your parents feel about you looking for a husband on national television? <laughs> uh, well, last year my mom would have said that she didn't want me to do it. 
But this time around, she was so supportive and so on board, and she was excited that it was my time on my terms, my way, and so she's happy for me now. Another viewer was, well, the question was a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Wanted to know if it's much better this time than living in a house with a bunch of women. I loved living in the house with all the women. I mean, I had the best time with the girls, and I made lasting relationships with some of them, but it's so different this time around. You know, I'm not in the mansion living with all the guys, which is a great thing probably because that's a lot of testosterone. Um, but it's just different, and I mean, I made friendships last year that are lasting, and you know, I made a relationship now this time around that's lasting. Chris also told me that you had trouble when Ari fell in love with two women at the same time, until it perhaps may have happened to you too. I will say I developed really strong feelings for multiple people. I did truly fall for two guys, and that was a struggle at the end. Um, but I learned a lot from last season and what I want to do or not want to do this time around, and, and I, I stuck to that. So I always try to figure out who you pick along mm -hmm. the way. Yeah. So I come up with a few questions that might help me make my decision. Mm -hmm. So you ready for this? Okay. It's kind of like a this or that kind of thing. What's more important to you, good looks or a good sense of humor? Definitely a good sense of humor. Confidence or kindness? Kindness. Brain or brawn? Probably brain, yeah. But you thought about it a little bit. I mean, I would say brain. I like somebody who can push and challenge me and make me think differently. Okay. Tough or tender? Oh, I don't know. Tender. But you need to be tough sometimes. And here's that silly question I was telling you okay. about. Okay. Do you want a man who will honestly answer this question? Do I look fat in this? Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody needs to be honest with me. And that's the one thing I stressed since night one was honesty. So if they said, you know, do you look okay, but that's not your best outfit, I'd be okay with it. I'd be kind of salty for a little bit, but I would I would appreciate it in the long run. So it wouldn't chop him off the list? No. He'd still get a rose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. Were there any rose moments during the show where you like maybe you went to pick one up or something and it fell? Were there any embarrassing <laughs> rose situations? Yes. Oh, my God. One comes to mind. There was one situation. I'm not going to say what week it was, but... I was I had given out a rose and as I give out the roses I give all the guys hugs and um, I had to walk away quickly for something and so as I was turning my dress like kicked something out and it looked like somebody's finger and I was like what the heck is that did somebody lose a finger and the guy who I had just given the rose to he had like a big bandage because he burned himself apparently and I was just like, what is going on? And so then I was all flustered, and the entire group of guys, they were laughing, and we were supposed to be serious, and so that was one funny moment. Has this show taught you about types? Meaning, maybe you were always attracted to tall, dark, and handsome, and suddenly it was short and blonde or something. Mm -hmm. Has that been the case for you? Well, I don't think I necessarily have a type. I mean, it's more so about somebody's character that I'm attracted to, and... I mean, what was really great about my experience is that I met 28 guys who were vastly different from one another from all over the country that I would never be able to meet, probably normally, just staying in Minnesota. And it just helped me be more open and understanding to guys because it's easy, I think, at times to make a stereotype about somebody based upon the way they look or they dress or one thing that they say. And what was so neat about this time around is I had to keep getting to know these guys and they always surprise me and they all have so many different sides to them and that's 
one thing that I mean will carry with me throughout my life is to just always stay open to everyone. I like the diversity of occupations that you have mm -hmm. during this season. So yeah. I know four or five people are involved in the athletic world one way or another. Mm -hmm. One guy owns a grocery store, right? Yeah, he I does. I kind of like that. I, I love grocery shopping. <laughs> that doesn't sound like he gets too far based on that answer. You never know. Um, no, and that's what's cool is, yeah, a lot of the guys had careers that they loved and that they were passionate about, and I, I, I'm attracted to that. I love my career. I love to work. I have something that I can wake up and be excited to do every day, and most of the guys had that. I looked at the 28 photos and could easily pick out the male model, who Chris <laughs> says told him it was a really hard job. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about mal the male modeling industry. I did. I, um, I have to practice some of my faces that I learned. I'm not really good at it. Um, I'm not good at smizing, so he helped me out a lot with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I understand you're engaged. Mm -hmm. Where's I the am. ring? The ring will come with the man during the big reveal. It's like a two-for-one special that night. Oh, so if you gave away what the ring looked like, that's one of the secrets of the show, right? I don't know. Maybe. I just want to do it all together. I want to do it all at once. I'm, I'm good with yeah. all that. So there, you are engaged. I like kind of knowing this because I, I think for viewers, we know that there is something at the end of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. a, are you setting dates? Are you looking that far ahead? No, I mean, really no plans yet. We're just, we're really just enjoying this moment and enjoying what's to come with rewatching the entire journey. Okay, what do you do to make sure it stays private? Because in Bachelor's Pass, there's the wrong photograph goes up on social media, things get out. How are you making <laughs> sure nothing gets out? I'm gonna set a hard rule that when we're together, our phones are tucked away in a drawer somewhere. As you've heard, Becca is engaged. And yes, she did fall for two guys. That means we're in for a whole lot of drama this season on The Bachelorette. Becca begins her search for love on Monday, May 28th, right here on ABC. I'm George Pinocchio, and thanks for joining us for Off the Red Carpet. See you next time.